Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you, Zosis Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Tonight's guest I met maybe about a month ago. I came to a crossroads in my life where I was just like, I, I can't do the music no more. I need something else. So I started watching a lot of Netflix, a lot of stand-up comedy. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a try. First open mic I go to, I'm walking on the street. This guy shows up. I immediately shake his hand. I feel like I met him before, by the way. Uh, maybe in another life. I say to myself, hey, he, this is a funny guy. I could tell right off the bat. Totally stoked to have him, uh, the 170th guest here on the Bobcast, Mr. Tom Yo, what's going on, everyone? I'm uh, hoping I'm not peeking in my... No, you're uh, good. You're good. <laughs> you're good to go, baby. What's going on? 170. 170, yeah. 170 is crazy. It is nuts. I mean... To stick with it, you know? I mean, repetition in anything is good, I think. You know, it steadies the mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I had no idea that was your first uh, your first open mic. That's interesting. Because yeah, yeah. that was, I brought my wife that night. Mm -hmm. And that was her first open mic. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And it was funny because, like, we had eaten um, uh, at the Thai place around the corner. Yeah, what's that place called? I, I can't remember. <sighs> I have no idea. Now we ain't gonna we ain't gonna tag it. Then we don't know. No, no, we have no no reason to tag it. Keep but the I, drama going. I'm it sorry. It was right around that. the corner. We was right around the corner, and we ate there, and was like coming back, like trying to sign in real quick. You know, get get on the oh, list. Oh yeah, that's that's a, like a panic attack. <laughs> the sign in yeah. sheet. You're like, yeah, wait, yeah. what time am I going on? So I, I get I get in there. I sign the list, and I, like I have immediate diarrhea, like right away. Like it's oh. crazy. Like, in that bathroom, that ain't no good. Uh, yo, there's no toilet in there. right? There's a toilet on this top floor. Time. Top floor. Okay, I had no idea. Yeah. I've been in there a few okay, times. Okay, so what'd you do then? So you get like, You're like, I, yo, I, 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 I was holding it like bad. So I was like, all right, I gotta just sign in, sign in, sign in. All right, fine. I got my got my name on the list. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna go out and like find a place to shit. Like left my wife there, right? <laughs> so I ran around the corner yeah. to the top, the same time place that I just ate. Like I feel like you guys are responsible for this. Yeah, I need you know? to shit. That's a good point. <laughs> like you know, like uh, you know, I feel like I could just bring this right back to you guys. And uh, so I went in there, and the woman, the woman like didn't even recognize me. And, and, uh, you know, and I was like, she's like, can I help you? It's like, oh, I was just going to hit the bathroom real quick. It was great bathroom. Fucking everything's good. Came back around the corner and met you. Yeah. Really? Right after <laughs> yeah. that. I shook your hand too. Great. I shook your hand. Yeah. I washed my hands like No, constantly. no. It's all good. I'm I mean, not actually a germaphobe at all. Like, you know, but. Uh, I was at one point. I think I'm a recovering germaphobe. Oh, and hell Yeah. I had moments where I was just like, no, I told you outside. I was the school teacher. I've mentioned here on the Bobcast before. I was in a classroom and uh, the administration came in. They were like, uh, Mr. Cahill, we don't want to alarm you, but uh, there's been a case of the swine flu in your classroom. And I'm like, shit, man, swine flu? What the fuck is this swine flu? You know, I feel like I'm dying already on the inside. Yeah. I feel like I'm shitting myself inside. You know what shitting I mean? Like, like all over my body, you know? <laughs> and that yeah. was the beginning of my uh, germophobia, I believe. 
Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I've never been a germaphobe. You know, like uh, when I eat like a greasy meal or something, I gotta like wipe everything down. You know, yeah. I, I can't stand grease on my hands. Oh yeah, I I have the same thing. Is there a name for that? There's got to be a name for that, right? Like, get this shit off my hand syndrome. You know, it's the worst. I, it's the worst when you get it on something. Like, if you get it on like your uh, video game controller or some shit like that, and the grease stays, you're like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I should have got that grease. I won't touch anything. I won't touch anything. You know? I just like whatever gets on. And I can feel it on me. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like I wash down real quick. Other, otherwise, yeah, I am not a germaphobe. I will eat old food, and I don't call them mm-hmm. leftovers. It's just it's trash food. Like it should have been trash a week ago, and I still eat it. You know? Okay. I mean the shelf life of food is very interesting uh fish straight out the store i think is three days but then no excuse me it's two days out of the store but then if you cook it it's good for three days how's that for uh you know a little bit of nature being like look we'll give you one extra day you know yeah i what you said fish right Mm -hmm. you like fish Oh, I love fish yeah i love everything man i'm fucking all terrain i could be a pescatarian (laughs) without doubt you know what i mean just yeah all day fish Stay by the beach. My wife, I mean? my wife dives with the pescatarian. You know, she, like when I met her, mm-hmm. she was a vegetarian, and then, uh, well, like not like steady vegetarian. Like she ate meat when she was pregnant, kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, but just like reasonably, you know, like uh, a reasonable vegetarian. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's great. Reasonablevegetarian.com. Yeah, it was like <laughs> not like crazy vegan. She do, still has some morals about like how mm-hmm. beef and like mass production of food. Like she she definitely doesn't like that. But at the same time, like you know, she'll eat some lamb, she'll eat some fish, and uh, that was like a big culture shock for me when we first met. It was like. You know, oh man, am I gonna date a vegetarian? Like that's like a fucking odd thing, you know. And uh, and uh, I never like I don't know too many vegetarians, mm-hmm. you know. So that was definitely like a taken back. Like when I first met her and I found out I was vegetarian, I was like, Shh, man, what am I gonna do with that? You know, mm-hmm. like because yo, I like to enjoy a meal, like enjoy a piece of fucking steak or mm-hmm. some bacon or something, and be like, yo, take a bite of this, man. This is amazing, this, right? Yeah. You know, and like to not have that like ability to like, you know, uh, you know, share that a moment or whatever. It's like a big deal. I wrote a joke about it. It was like, <laughs> it's like one of my jokes. It was like, yo, this is definitely an odd situation. But anyway. Yeah. An odd situation meeting somebody with a different diet, you know, all together. It's yeah. weird. You know, it, it, it's a strange thing. Um, Speaking of diet, I mean, like, one thing, uh, I was going to do a podcast talking about it, but, I mean, so many people do this shit where they put, like, you know, before and after pics up. I recently lost, uh, well, not recently, I guess over the course of, like, a year, 40 pounds. Wow. Straight, yeah. Damn. So, I changed my diet, started going to get more cardio, going to the gym, um, and stop, I stopped eating after 7, no matter what. Like, 7 p.m. is a cutoff, can't do it, you know? That's a, and that's a big thing too, you know. A very large thing, because you know the munchies. You know what I mean? Like you know, who doesn't want to have a piece of chocolate after ten? You know what I mean? It's just such mm-hmm. a lovely feeling inside, you know. Um, well, you know, if a normal person eats at like six o'clock, you know, so mm-hmm. you're talking like four hours after you've eaten, like your mm-hmm. your stomach's completely digested whatever you've given it by ten. You Sometimes know? It's, I feel it takes longer to digest certain things over others. It's weird, you know. Oh, definitely. So like, work through candy in general. Like I'm like, fuck, dude, I shouldn't eat that. <laughs> but what I was gonna say, Tom, was like, one of the things that I didn't think would happen when I lost 40 pounds was uh, getting negative reactions from people. Like, are you okay, Bob? <laughs> right? Like, I just got something. Like, I got, like, a disease or something. <laughs> so, it, the first time, I was like, ah, oh, whatever. But then when the second time it happened, I was just like, wow. I, that's something that I didn't 
think of, you know, like the positive aspect of getting healthy met with uh, bad criticism from your current appearance of somebody knew you before. And then I started to think maybe like they were mad, you know, like, fuck Bob, you know, like I, there, some of them were overweight as well, you know, and um, it was just a weird thing that I've been wanting to talk about in the podcast. When someone loses weight, you should just observe it. Like, you don't have to comment on it, you know? The older generation, too, is always like, she put on weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. they're like, did you see her over there, your cousin? You know, she put on weight. And you're like, what do I do with that? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you can't Body image, that. you know what I mean? Like, people talking about it. It's weird, you know? But changing my diet, I, I stopped eating meat because my wife has hemochromatosis, uh, like too much iron in her blood. You oh, get okay. a lot of iron from like, you know. Hemochromatosis. Yeah. Hemochromatosis. It's another, it, it, when we first heard the word out, we were scared to death. I was like, no, my wife. Hemochromatosis. Yeah. It's bad. That, it's quite a word. Yeah. Um, everything that ends with ptosis really sucks. Any. <laughs> you know, there's nothing, there's nothing out there that's like good that ends with ptosis. If there is, tweet me or, you know, call me if you want. Yeah. Call me. <laughs> yeah, we could just say like she's got the ptosis, you know. Like, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's that's uh, when you said that. Uh, that's exact response. I yeah. Like, what? So what does she have? But it's just you know. So we eat a lot of fish and we eat a lot of turkey. You know. Sometimes oh, sometimes lamb. But I'm scared of that uh, cat one. What's that cat disease? Uh, Mitotox plosmus. I think <laughs> something Holy like. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So that. there's this. Uh, it can happen uh, from kitty litter. It can happen from lamb. It can happen. Especially the pregnant woman, because when I first learned about this uh, mitotoxoplosmosis, sorry, it's a fucking mouthful, is uh, it's like a bacteria that grows in your body and shit. And some people don't even know they have it. Wow. Lies dormant for years. People are like, what the, what is this? You know? Macaulay Culkin had it. Yeah. Macaulay had it. Really? Yeah. At, when Macaulay was younger. Um, oh, the Culkin. Yeah. Yeah. The Culkin. Home Alone. <laughs> Who made an awesome comeback this Christmas the season, coaster. by the way, with his awesome commercial. Yeah, I heard that, actually. What was that, The Ghost? Yo! Here, hold on. I got it, I got it. Oh, you got it? All right, so Tom's going to shut the back door because the ghost came in here in the lounge. You can hear it. But yeah, uh, I guess losing weight, that was just a weird thing. It was just like, oh, I was met with harsh criticism and I, I felt like something was wrong with me. <laughs> like, are you okay? Yeah, well, it's interesting, too, mm-hmm. because that's like the exact opposite of what, you know, yeah, a little mm-hmm. closer. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's exact opposite uh, reaction as a lot of people have. You know, like, oh man, you're putting on a lot of weight. But no one will ever mm-hmm. say that though. No one will ever say you're putting on weight. But it's interesting that, like, usually, like, if I see somebody has lost some weight or yeah. whatever, I'll be like, yo, you're looking pretty good, man. Yeah. Like, you lost some weight. Like, I'll be the first one to fucking say it though. Yeah. Even gaining weight, I'll definitely say that too. I I've never said that to somebody. I. Definitely. I've heard lots of people from the, like my parents' generation say it. And it's just like a regular old conversational topic. It's just as common as like the weather. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they're just like, oh, you know, it's gonna, it might snow. She put on weight. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know what? It's just like, uh, if there's an elephant in a room or whatever, I'll definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's just weird. So, I mean, I guess the basis of the story is, you know, from diet, we got to weight loss and then we got to shame. You know, there's nothing worse than shame too. Like a lot of people like to be like, I don't like that. I don't like that movie. I don't like you. I don't like your soul. I just don't like it. You know, I I feel as if like when someone tells you they enjoy something and it's met with harsh criticism, it's just a wasted like moment to connect. You know, you're definitely right. Some negative people. There's a lot of negative people out there, man. I I run into them daily. You know, I've been learning that recently, uh, you know, uh, because 
you know, my wife's into the positive vibes, negative vibes. Mm-hmm. And like, you're the, there's a bit of truth to that too. It's like, you can't see it, but it is there. You know, We're, you know? Like, we're just talking about like, uh, you know, how negative energy attracts negative energy, positive energy, same. And, uh, yeah, like I've realized that like the people I grew up with or, you know, the, you know, how I grew up or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like the negative, uh, the negative energy I grew up around versus like, you know, like, I don't know, I moved out here and like people are different, you know, like people are uh, a lot more positive, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. good to be around positive people and, and like, it makes a difference. You it know? does make a difference when you're around people who are like-minded, you know, that was fun though. Like with the, the first night at the open mic, I could tell it was like a whole new crowd. It wasn't musicians, it was comics and like, it's a different vibe completely because with the music scene, I don't even know how to describe it. What the best adjective would be? Competitive, maybe, you know? Yeah. yeah Aggravated. A lot of testosterone in the room. You're a musician, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, been a musician quite a while. You know, I always had a guitar in my room and stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I didn't get into it majorly until uh, I found a bass. You know, like, that's what's... We, okay, we clicked yeah. on being, yeah, being bass basses. guitar, man. Yeah, like, uh, you know, I diddle around with a guitar here and there, but... Uh, I went over to a friend's house, man. He had a bass. I was like, yo, I've never even seen a bass before. Mm-hmm. And that's what the interesting thing is. Everybody grows up, they want to be the drummer, maybe. They want to be the singer. They mm-hmm. want to definitely be the guitarist. So every kid's got a guitar in his fucking closet, right? No one's ever got a bass in their closet, you know? Nobody, There's a sound no. part joke or whatever. It was like, you yeah. know, like, token, your, you know, your family's black or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, you, it's you have strange. a basement. Yeah, in a base in your basement. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I never nobody wants seen to base. strive to be less Claypool or uh, you know. Like they, I, I found bass by default though. I um, I wasn't the best guitar player, you know. And when I was like twenty, I just fell into it because the band needed a bass player, and then I stuck with it for what eighteen years, you know. Yeah. Never went to okay. guitar, you know. And bass is really important, and we don't get enough credit because it's nah. just like, look, we drop this thing down, you know. Like this is without the bass, there is no like emotion. There's no like uh, rapture, you know, like on the dance floor, you well, know, when you just drop it and you're like, everybody's like, ah. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting too because you don't notice that it's there until it's gone. Yeah, and then you're like, and then when it comes back, you're like, oh, there it is. You know, it's funny. I was uh, bass goes out in the band, the whole band goes out. Yeah, totally. Without doubt. And like, uh, you know, so I've been in three different, three different bands, um, and I wrote music for all three. And mm-hmm. so I started off on bass and, but I always wrote music on guitar. The second band I was in, I was a drummer, uh, and, and singer, mm-hmm. drummer, lead singer. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's weird. My old band was, uh, had that as well. We had really? three lead singers and, uh, Chris played, uh, drums and sang. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's like I wrote all the lyrics. It's just like, you know, I wrote the songs on guitar and then I'd show mm-hmm. the bassist and I had two guitarists at the time and I'd show everybody how to play it and then like go back to the drums and play the drums. It's good. It's good to write your own stuff, you know? Yeah. It's satisfying. And then, you know, well, I always said, you know, it's like, it's one thing to like write a song that somebody's actually going to like, but it's kind of like on a different level to write a song that people want to learn. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, I like that. You know, it makes them feel something and they like, need to learn it. Because yeah. I didn't, I wasn't pushing my songs on people, you know, like I had a bunch of people, it was like Craigslist people coming in and out and all this. And I had a guitarist and uh, he came What was in. that like, by the way, having all those Craigslist people come in? Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, hard. So I had my setup in my basement basically and I was a drummer 
And, uh, you know, we were looking for a bassist. We were looking for guitarists. And uh, so, like, I started out, like, right away, right off the bat, I got this guitarist. And he was, like, a virtuoso, like, mm-hmm. all over the fucking fretboard. And uh, he had all of his songs. And I was just like, it's cool, man, because I wrote all my songs in my last band. I'm just going to sit back and play drums. You know, finally, I can just chill. And he played for, with me for a fucking year, mm-hmm. finding a, trying to find a bassist in and out here and there, nothing, nothing. And he played with me for a year. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, no, no call nothing just goes no after show. a year Ghost. like i i felt like we were friends you know it was weird and we we practiced probably two days a week on like all his songs or whatever and i like i eventually was getting better at drums and then all of a sudden just like nothing i called him i, I think i had like his house numbers and i talked to his mom i was like yeah i was just looking for john and see if he was okay you know because he like disappeared off the face of the planet forever and i haven't seen him since oh yeah okay yeah who'll who'll call you back and then like nothing after that it was like really strange but uh anyway um he absconded he was like that's it i'm out no more band and then one day uh you know um, no call no show (laughs) nothing dude it's crazy and then one, and so i went back to the drawing board man i was like yo i am not stopping and uh so we had another guitarist come in and he he was like first like as soon as he gets out of the car, I'm like, you want me to help you with something? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, did you find a place okay? And he's like, yeah, it's kind of farther than I wanted. And I was like, oh, this guy ain't coming back. And he fucking, that was my guitarist. Oh, man. <laughs> it was so strange. He was like, he was so negative when I first met him, right? And I was like, oh, this fucking guy. Yeah, it, it, music doesn't bring about a lot of negativity. Oh, so totally. I, I believe that uh, band practice should be just as fun as like going to a social club, a bar, a restaurant, or, you know, you got to keep it light. If it gets too serious, then I don't know. I mean, you got to play your songs tight, you know what I mean? But you can't bring anything from the outside in. Oh, yeah. For like the hour or half, you know, two hours that you practice, it should just be about the practice, nothing else. Otherwise, you're not really ever going to make it. And, you know, like from that period of time, uh, we had like a revolving door of people coming through and then uh, not as bad as the third band, but the second band was like um, the best part about that band was like after band practice, we would just sit out my own, you know, like just chill out front and like, uh, well, they would smoke cigarettes. I wouldn't. And uh, I would just watch them smoke cigarettes and (laughs) it it was just like a good, good Mm -hmm. fucking hangout and like talking about everything. And the and the dude, the guitarist, he was really cool, and he was one of the the first people that um, just had like a lot more knowledge, you know. Like when I, I the kids I grew up with and shit, man, they were just like lower middle class, and like no one was destined for college at all. Where, you where are you from again? You're not from King of Prussia, right? No, nah, no, nah, South Jersey. Oh, South Jersey. Yeah, yeah, Pine yeah, Barrens. Yeah. South Jersey. Yeah, well, actually, not the Pine Barrens. Uh, a little uh, east of that, um, Franklinville, which is close to uh, okay. Clayton, Glassboro. No one ever really. <laughs> it's named Franklinville because Ben Franklin stopped through there once. Good and old we Ben. Just named the whole fucking town after him, apparently. But uh, yeah, he got drunk town. there, wrote some shit, did some bad things to bad people, uh, and you had the gout. You know. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Dragging that gout all across Jersey. It was like he he traveled through with his syphilis and and definitely infected many women. From my many travels. God. (laughs) But uh, yeah, yeah. So like South Jersey, no one's really intelligent or anything at all. And I'm the only creative source of input or any kind of musicianship at all. And Mm. I'm just like, hey, I'm going to make this band like with some rando fucking yeah. friends of mine that like uh, no offense to South Jersey people but Jesus uh, no, you know I don't think they're listening to be honest oh my god yeah, <laughs> they are, everybody we apologize in advance like, 
yo, check out my podcast where I'm talking shit about it, like my hometown. <laughs> but that's like standard for anybody, right? <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, talking to my my buddy Dave, my guitarist, he was just like an intelligent dude, and I listened. You know, like he talked, and I listened, and uh, he told me a lot of like, you know, we just t- we talked about a lot of cool shit, you know, and that was like one of the best parts about. Uh, that band particularly because I respected him a lot and you know for his intelligence and I respected him a lot like as a person and for him to be like hey you know yeah I know you're a drummer but you have some cool songs and Mm -hmm. like when I write a song he's like when I'm writing when I write a song I I want us to play it but you know if I'm not writing songs and you got tons of them let's play them I like them you know and that was what was really cool kick out the jams yeah he was like that's like uh, you know the age old joke about like you know like what did the drummer say before the band broke up you know like you know that one yeah I don't know that one though Oh, he was I was like, just thinking in real life probably what they would say but it's like what, what, what did the drummer say before the band broke up what hey guys I got a song for you <laughs> Phil Collins we got we got um that's tough I mean Chris Wood Who yeah, else I don't, plays? oh yeah Bruno Mars he does it he plays drums does um, he, yeah. yeah but like come on uh, Roger you know, Taylor like, man Roger Taylor like, I mean he's a backup for Queen but he could sing his ass off true true yeah I, I don't know I, you know it's like um I know what you mean though being like the only creative person in your circle and being like yo I can't just go sit somewhere i gotta go make something and if you don't make something it's like this like bad like fucking shadow on your back being like yo you you lazy sod you need to get off your ass and create something and that's the worst worst prison of being an artist it's just that guilt thing of like being like man i gotta be i gotta do something it's been days since i did something like with stand up if you don't stay like up up you know like on your material you forget it you know you've got to practice each day like run it run your you know set through your yeah. head it's the same thing as music you know you know it's the same craft that's why i like comedy so much is like it's like being in a band but you control all the instruments you know yeah i uh that's definitely one of the things that i liked about it because um after the last band broke up and stuff and i was just i moved out here mm-hmm. and i was just like this i'm not starting a new fucking band man like once you go the third band went really far and i was just like uh, i don't want to start again yeah it's a and, weird uh, feeling you know because that took a long time and then uh my my wife was just like, man, you really are missing the spotlight though. Like, cause I, I can't go to a, I can't go to a live show and not want to just be on stage playing those instruments. It's like, go, it's like watching somebody have sex. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't enjoy this. I always know? said, it was like, why am I going to go watch somebody have sex? I want to get in there. You know, I feel the same way. Any concert I go to, I'm like, I can't enjoy this. No, I'm, I'm not looking at it for the music. I'm looking at every other angle that's going on. Yeah. And, and, and I, like, I don't I, like standing in the middle of like large crowds. I'd rather move, you know, I mean, I, I got a lot of energy and just standing there is just the worst. I'd rather be on stage, you know? It's a, I, and it's a I good don't, feeling being on stage. And I don't mean to be like an egomaniac ego about it, you know? Like, I need all this attention or anything, but... At no, the it's same, the artist inside you, though. Yeah, it's just... It's the part that uh, is, is the shit. Once you get on stage, it's weird, too, because, like, the feeling of, like, the after effects, they only last for a little bit, really. Maybe a day, you know, and then you get hungry again, you want to do it, you know? But... It's it's an addiction without a doubt, you know. Yeah. When I first I, started playing in bands, I was very nervous. 
you know, I used to have my base up. You can see, like, chronologically through all the pictures, like, on the internet like, of me, like, from going not confident with the base all the way up here by my nipples, and then it all the way sliding down, like, you know, as I got more and more used to the instrument. And uh, I spent a lot of time with the bass guitar, man, a lot. I would play with a pick and my fingers at the same time. Uh, I enjoyed it. But the thing about bass or any instrument is if you don't play day to day, it's it's weird how it goes away. I mean, I can play drums every day, but I, I got to be honest, I haven't played the bass in uh, maybe like three, four months. It, it sits in my room and looks at me. It's like, yeah, I see you. You remember me. E-A-D-G. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, um, but maybe one day. But right now I'm just enjoying the creative freedom of like uh, doing this. The comedy is just insane, you know. Yeah, I watch a lot. I uh, I've been in the same the same thing. And Who do you like study? To... Who's like your favorite comedian? I, you know, like I'm I don't have like any particular person really. And you know, I've never been like a big stand up comedian guy really. Like growing up, I remember watching fucking Gallagher on like USA right. or like you Comedy Central. And like I remember thinking that was awesome because he was just crazy. But then as I got a little older, I realized that he was like. All right, he's got some like shit you can think on, you know. Definitely. And yeah. then uh, I remember Sinbad's like special or whatever of all people, and that was fucking funny as I shit. I remember as like an adult. I remember <laughs> like, his pants above all. Yeah. Like how, how they would just like flutter on stage, just like two like large clouds. I remember buying. I, I bought the DVD. I was like, yo, there's a stand up from Sinbad that I watched when I was a kid, and I want to mm -hmm. find that fucker. <laughs> and I found it. I found the DVD, and I like, I like. It was just instant classic to me. But yeah, for the most part, like, uh, for stand up for me, dude. I just everybody said like, when you when you when did you start stand up, it's like I just been always been a funny guy. Same. You know? yeah, always I was always funny. the funniest guy in the band. Yeah. We're trying to make everybody laugh at least to cut up the tension of being in the band. I guess you know. After uh, when I got divorced uh, from my first marriage, the um, uh, my dating profile said. Um, you know, anything for a laugh and, and things will get uh, spontaneously destroyed or created, you know, to accomplish that. How did you know? that and that's you? definitely what how, it is. How did that go? Did that line work? <laughs> no, it did not work. <laughs> it's a shame. Yeah, my online dating career was very, uh, you know, I'm more of a like, I'm an acquired taste. I, I cannot be. Uh... I never was a part of the uh, online dating world. I've been with my wife for uh, 18 years. Uh, so, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, you we, never... we existed before the internet controlled our minds, you know. So like we were in like real relationships and like we used to like write notes and you know stuff to each other like and now it's like it's all over the place. We watched the uh, the show on you on Netflix, and uh, it's very odd how people view each other on social media and you know what it what it can come to. You know yeah, it's definitely. odd. You know like everything is taped or filmed or podcasted. Is that even a word? Probably not. You know. But um, yeah, it's weird. Like the the Tinder world. Like I just can't imagine like the rejection. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, I like you. Uh, I'll send you a message and then no response. Like, how does it work again? Like you swipe. I don't know nothing of it. You know, I never made it to Tinder actually. Like, uh, which one were you on? Okay, Cupid. I was okay. an OK Cupid guy. I really like. They had like a bunch of questions and stuff, mm -hmm. and that was interesting because uh, the more questions you ask, the better your rating guy or whatever. Oh, really? oh. And but they were like personal shit. It was just like, what do you think about you know, um, you know, BDSM or whatever, or what do you really? think of yeah, like like stuff like that, big shit like that. You yeah, know, like, like oh wow. So it was cool because you could go through and read everybody's questions. 
and see yeah. what kind of person they were. Um, this is so unnatural. It's so unnatural. Imagine oh, being totally. a young kid and like you have to date online pretty much now. There is no folded note in the hallway no more. There's a text message and you're like, fuck, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's the worst, you know? It's the worst that like, I, we didn't know we were, if you would have, if I could offer you the DeLorean out front, I'd be like, yo, 88 miles per hour, I'm going to take you back to the 90s. You're going to tell your former self what's coming. Would you live your life differently and more maybe uh, vivaciously by doing crazy shit because you know what's coming and you're only enjoying life like that with like, you know, oh, uh, they're not home. Well, where the hell are they? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Again, you know I mean? I, like, <laughs> that time period is just, I wish that I knew that we were the last of the Mohicans. I, you know, know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I wish that I could go back and how, say. How old are you? 39. Oh, 38. I'll be 39 in two weeks. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm uh, 36. I'll be 36. So you know. So I do know. And uh, it's funny to talk to people, because especially in stand-up, everybody's really young. You yeah, know? yeah. I'm like one of the few older cats, I feel like. Yeah. And uh, that's I like, strange, I like too. that, though. I like that we're a little older, because it's like we have more, we at least we have more life experience. Yeah, well, you know, I, and I think uh, a bit of, uh, you know, comedy as far as like observational humor and stuff comes from, uh, you know, like living the world and doing yeah. the things, you know, and uh, and that's what I've always wanted to be. I've always wanted to be like the old guy with the long beard with a tons of fucking stories. So tons of stories. I'm all about the experience, whatever it may be, you know, and uh, um, and 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 sharing the story later, whatever it may be. So. You know, for me, uh, you know, the, the dating world and the online thing is definitely, um, it's perverse and it's weird and strange and shit. I probably wouldn't go back. I feel like for whatever we've gained, we've lost. And, you know, it's always just pans out and, and says, you know, mm -hmm. it's like the same thing, but you know, like, all right. So I met my first wife on AOL chat room. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, were you like in a group or something with a like-minded interest? It was like a uh, South Jersey chat room. Okay. Right? I remember I this. I re you just took me back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah. When it was like, oh, what's your interest? I don't know. It's uh, the Incredible Hulk 1982 animated cartoons. And like you go, you know? I do not remember much from that era, but I remember it being like chat room and anybody would just type any of some bullshit in there. And, yeah. uh, Pick you fights. Know, and yeah, pick fights or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I had, you know, I didn't have like internet growing up. Um, when did, when did the internet first grace your presence? When, when did it smack just, you in the face? I was just about to say, uh, probably, uh, man, it was probably seventh grade, maybe something like that around seventh grade. Um, the kid down the road had a PC computer and like a Packard Bell. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember the startup. I had that thing too. <laughs> and he had AOL, and it was like, "Whoa, we can go on the internet." And uh, what so are we gonna weird do on in the, the internet? And like, so talk, weird. Talk to people on the internet or whatever. And I remember it was all about just trying to like um, find uh, girls to talk to or something, you know. And like back mm -hmm. then, you like these were girls to talk to, I guess. Somebody know? to talk to. I, I remember being very excited of like the because the closest thing I guess we had to it or I had to it growing up was pen pals. Like they would assign you a pen pal at like camp or like I think in school they did it a few times. And I had like, you know, I had like one girl pen pal, I remember. And like maybe it was like three letters. And then as you had mentioned earlier, no call, no show. Dropped, communication <laughs> dropped off. But we did that. And uh, I was just recently thinking about this. My school was like, you know, back even in the late 80s, nobody knew like, you know, the ozone layer and all this shit would happen. Like we had balloon day and we would put um, our information to a balloon strung up, right? And we'd all sit outside in the playground with our balloons holding them. 
and then the principal would count down and then we let the balloons go and they go up into the sky and we watched them travel off into the Atlantic Ocean to kill a whole bunch of, you know, creatures. <laughs> sea turtles. <laughs> yeah. Like kill everybody. And like the cool thing was like some years I remember no, no, nobody would write back and then somebody did write back and like I think it was like in the paper and it was like the biggest fucking thing ever. Wow. And it was like Weird. somebody, somebody out there knows me. And that's wow. like the, initially when I saw the internet. I was like, oh, wow, there's just a whole bunch of people out there. And it was weird to think. And uh, in hindsight, I wish that it happened a little later. Not so, like my 20s, from 20 on, was all the internet, really. MySpace, Craigslist, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All my jobs came from Craigslist, all of them. I found places to live in Los Angeles in Craigslist. I found musical equipment. I found gigs, events, all thanks to Craig. I never met him. No idea who he is. I have no idea who. Yeah, I was. I don't even know what he looks like. like. Yeah, like he's like the. Um, I know what Zuckerberg looks like. The Zuckerberg. I know what uh, the dude from Amazon looks like because he's getting like a divorce. This all in the news, <laughs> and uh, apparently, I, I heard today on something that the dude that owns Amazon, Facebook, all of them together are putting all their money together to develop the technology to have like life um, longevity, like software. I guess where you could live to be like 130. Oh shit. I don't want to live to be that long unless I feel good, you know, because the body goes so quick. You know? Yeah. Would you want to live to be 130? Uh, no, definitely not, man. It's odd, right? I want to crash and fucking burn like <laughs> yeah, yeah. at 70, hopefully. You know, you're still, you're still vibrant at 70, man. I was thinking about, you know, Stan Lee passed away. He's 96. You know, when I was a kid, I thought he was an old man, but he was like 70 in the eighties. You know what I mean? You're still, you're still good to go. It's past eighties where you got to worry. Yeah, 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 you're right. I that's mean, it. like, uh, it depends on, like, how well you're taking care of yourself, too. And that's what I, like, uh, you know, I had a big uh, life change and um, and, and f- as far as food intake, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I'm eating way better now. So I'm like, yeah, I will live, you know, Longer, I will yeah, eat some yeah. more vegetables and live to eat more animals in the future, you know. like. Do you hunt? No, nah, no, nah, I never okay, hunted. So you're just a, you know, carnivore at home. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a store-bought carnivore, yeah. I've never shot a gun. No, you know, it's funny you'd mention that, too, because I never shot a gun, like, my entire life until... Yesterday. Um, <laughs> no, it was, like, two years ago or something. Okay. Uh, and when and when I, when I met my, my, my wife, uh, she... Uh, I, I was saying to her, like, hey, we have a lot in common. We should see each other. And she's like, I, I, don't like Tom, I don't like guns, Tom. And I'm like, Why wait. Why you say that? Yeah. I was like, I don't have guns. I never shot a gun in my life. She's like, Really? And I'm like, yeah, like, why would you ex- assume that I shoot guns? And I was like, well, why? Because you think I'm some redneck from South Jersey who drives a pickup truck and well, drives dirt bikes? She's and like, straight up stereotyped. Just because I got a loud motorcycle. And <laughs> yeah, there's like all these, yeah, she totally stereotyped me. So I, I made her, I put her on the spot with that. But she's, I mean, she's right in some ways. Uh, but, uh, you know, I guess I, I grew up in the woods, you know, but uh, as far as like um, the <laughs> uh, being the redneck person, it's hard. So that's was a lot of my. Uh, so wait, did you shoot the gun because you needed to prove yourself? Like, oh, you no. Yeah. Right. So why, back to you, Sorry. Because because of all that stereotype. I, I know. You're literally like, right, I'll become what you want me to be. I will <laughs> fire this weapon. I, I literally met her and I was like, I never shot a gun before. And then maybe like a month after that. Uh, a buddy of mine um, who was in one of my old bands, he was like an old bassist. He uh, he was a big gun nut. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was like, yo, uh, you know, ever, he was always saying, come shoot me with me. And I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll go. And he had like all of the guns. All you know? of them. And like, 
Dude, I shot like every gun that day. Mm -hmm. He had like two AR-15s. He had like all this shit. And what I'm was like, it like when you first fired? Were you scared? Oh, fuck yeah. 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 Talk, yeah, yeah. talk about that fear. <clears throat> no, it's definitely scary. What kind of gun did you first shoot? Yeah, I'm trying to think whether I shot... It was a handgun, right? They wouldn't hand you an AR-15 right off the bat. Like, hey, Tom, welcome to the he world would. of weaponry. He would. He would. He's a fucking crazy <laughs> motherfucker. If he had that many guns, he's crazy as fuck. No, I yeah. uh, I can't remember whether I shot the handgun. I couldn't hit shit with a handgun super close. Oh, really? You know? Your aim was way off? Uh, yeah. Well, Were you like, surprised with how bad your aim was? I was surprised on how hard it was to shoot something so close. Like, uh, I forget, 25 yards or whatever it was. Yeah. And, and, and he had like maybe a 38... 38 revolver or something and uh and i shot that f maybe i shot that one first he had a 38 a 45 he had all this shit and i couldn't hit a god i couldn't i couldn't even hit the goddamn target with a handgun oh man and it was like i bet you i'd be bad too. it's like the and Is it i the felt kickback? like the kickback yeah, yeah. And, and and it was like boom like whoa all right and like i'm Would trying to like, like stay this it. with your uh, yeah, one arm holding you showing me the deal you know yeah. and all that and like at one point it jammed and i was like yo see guns jam they're fucked up yeah. you know there's not like you know. a sword doesn't jam <laughs> yeah well, like fix this thing for me see if we never would have invented weapons at all we'd be in the same like you know civil like boat we got swords every man for himself you know what i mean like guns are such a fair advantage you know when they yeah. created it i wonder if they were you know we're like wow we really just fucked up the course of history with this invention, gunpowder. No, it is crazy to, to think about like where no that gun shift powder. was. Where that shift, yeah, no gunpowder. Somebody out there write that story, that, huh? That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Well, well I, there's something a little, a little more personal about having your own sword. You know what I mean? Like you see it in like uh, like Game of Thrones or something yeah. like that. Where we're just like, I had this sword crafted by a blacksmith. Yeah. I paid him like four chickens and two hens. There's something special about that when the iron's cast, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a bit more to it, you know? And I guess like uh, maybe in the Wild West days or whatever, it was similar to that. And like as far as like, this is your gun. You yeah. Know? I wish and, that like, I lived then. I would shoot a gun if I lived in the, the you know, 1800. I'd you be know, totally a cowboy, it, without it, a doubt. I played Texas Hold'em poker. I'd smoke like a banshee. You know what I mean? Because I knew I didn't know that there was any bad things, you know, in life. Imagine like living like that too, being like, whatever. I'm just going to do whatever I want today. Yeah, yeah. You know, shit. yeah. It, it's weird. Yeah. So like these two things, but gunpowder, don't especially. I can't imagine. It'd probably be a good, uh, maybe half hour comedy show about. 2019 but 2019 the version with no guns no gunpowder like no, they never invented it <laughs> it's like all the same problems but with no weapons that and that is a interesting <laughs> way to look at the world like just people fighting with billy clubs ah oh, dude and uh would there be as many people there'd probably be a lot more people i didn't even think of that right it's just be like you should go outside and you just like are in the middle of like a concert like that's just how many people would be in the world maybe well, that is interesting to think about too, because you you just imagine like back in the wild old west mm -hmm. days or whatever else, like dude, you just shoot a guy for no reason. You but we shooting yeah, one just because you were drunk or something. You lost a hand. Yeah, shooting one person basically kills like a million people like over the amount of span of time. You know, that's what I mean? a good like, point. Yeah. Right. So you're right. Like the generations. If, if, and that was just like senseless killing for no reason. You know, even yeah, and like a killing then was just like so easy. They were just like okay. <sighs> you're dead and then like new thoughts afterward about it like oh, i shouldn't have done that it was just on to the next you know get on my horse go to the next town from what we see in the movies anyway we're like what we're told anyway yeah yeah you ever see tombstone <sighs> all right so listen I, it's funny you've been did this, you bring up tombstone like in a recent podcast or something i've I been did, hearing tombstone mentioned quite I a did. few times and i don't think i've seen tombstone but i i 
keep um oh you gotta watch it tonight <clears throat> if it's on netflix i will and it's on showtime exactly and so maybe, uh, netflix should just own the entire world you know <clears throat> yeah that's they know they shouldn't but that's the only thing i'm paying they're for. getting there they're getting there <laughs> but uh, or at least until no, disney takes over i yes definitely oh my god so uh but no i always uh confuse it with the quick and the dead Oh, I've never seen that one. Who's in that? It's a uh, DiCaprio is in it. Um, Kim Basinger, I think. And who's the main, the lead in that? Fuck, I want to say. See, I, this is where my assistant comes in. By the way, his name's Quasi, short for Quasimodo. Quasi, please answer. That's right. We haven't filled that position yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody out there wants that job just to sit here and bring up facts on their portable device. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm. yeah it's definitely uh, a staple in uh, yeah. a lot of... Uh, um... But The Quick and the Dead, I've never seen that one. It's, I haven't seen all Westerns, but I don't know. As of late, I've just been on this Western kick. Just imagining okay. what life well, is you like. you to see that one then. That's a really good one. I will. I'm not a Western dude at all, and that's the only one I've watched probably ever. I've never seen the show Deadwood. I hear that's really good. People tell me to watch that. But I'm just more fascinated with the time period. I used to hate Back to the Future 3. I kind of like it now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I used to... Well, you're a little older than me, so I, I kind of see why you wouldn't like the third one. Because the second one's awesome. The second one's the best, I feel like. It's so right? good. Like, I, I growing up and stuff, but I would def it I definitely... should have Country 2, but... Uh, and then they should have ended with the future in 3. That's probably... I feel like they messed that up. That's probably true. That's probably true. And, uh, you know, like the third one's kind of just like, what else can we think of next? Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, this is my son. And then like uh, the train that rides up in the end. I always thought, oh, they're going to make a sequel to this. There's Back to the Future 4. Yeah. We got his kids. You know what I mean? We got the train. They left it open-ended. Yeah, yeah, just in case. They didn't. But I'm glad that they don't want to remake that. Because if they did remake that, it would be sacrilege. You know, the woman in that um, that, pay, that plays uh, Emmett's uh, wife or whatever, you know, well, yeah, Mary Steenberg. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I I had a thing for her when I was a kid, man. She was, was like, on the show called attractive. Last Man on Earth. Did you ever watch what that? Was it? Last Man on Earth. No, uh, no, no, I've never seen it. It's funny. It, it got canceled, but she's been around for a while. Yeah, she's, she's very been American. around for a while. And I was like, yo, that is a, that is a sexy mom mm -hmm. right there. Like when I was a kid. She's always know, been like, that she's age, always too. Been, like, I don't she know, still she is. about her, you know? 30 years later, she's still just the same, you know, wholesome, I need to risk my life for this woman. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I, I always confuse her with the, um, you know, Death of Smoochie? Yeah. And also, um, uh, being John Malkovich. Yeah. Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. Oh my God, I love that fucking movie. I just have you, have you seen Bird Box with Malkovich? No. Okay, so Malkovich's performance. I haven't talked about Bird Box on the podcast, I don't think. Uh, by the way, I was shocked of the social media following that happened, uh, I guess the week of New Year's. Everybody was talking about it on my social feed. Bird Box, I started seeing all the, you know, quick things. The movie I watched the Friday it came out, it is so bad. But it's so <laughs> bad that you have to watch it all the way to oh the end. And Malkovich, I'm not sure what movie he thinks he's in, but he definitely puts in this performance that is just so over the top. And he's, he's just great in it. He's got this one line where he calls a pregnant woman simpleton. It's great. It's great. I highly recommend it for that one purpose. But yeah, John, yeah. Th that movie being John Malkovich in general, like, you know, I remember seeing it in the theater and being like, holy shit, this is amazing. When he first came out on the highway through the portal, I was like, yes. This is what goes on in my mind. No, that, that was definitely a weird movie. And that's probably the only movie I saw with John Malkovich. I think he was in Con Air or something, but I never saw Oh, he never, was. He was great in Con Air. I too. never saw that movie like front to back. It was always like a, a rerun on TNT. Uh, it's Nicolas Cage, man, with his long hair. It's great. 
Nicholas Cage just turned 55, by the way. Really? How is that possible? He seems he so much. He, everybody does. Wow. Everybody thinks that. I, I thought he was at least maybe like 64, 65. Mm. Did, you see, did you see his new movie, uh, Mandy? No, I hear it's awesome, though. It's pretty awesome. That's the one thing about having a kid. It's just I can't, like, whatever I watch, it takes forever to get to. Like, the list is long, and I'm like, I'm the same. Boat. Oh, man, how do I do two hours? I could do one hour, but I can't watch two hours because two hours I'll be in bed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. And the same same thing, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just well, too much content. There's too many things to choose. There's way too many things to watch and and partake in. And everything gets spoiled like on the internet. You know, it's just the worst. Mandy, I uh, I was like, I hear it's got a kick ass uh, soundtrack. Saw, the yeah. visual look is awesome. It just it was like black metal movie. You know, That's like awesome, I was yeah. like, wow. And the visual effects on the um just the the intro alone, I was just like, all right, I'll watch that. It's probably not going to be a, like a fucking blockbuster is he over the top in it it's what's that is he over the top in it just insane uh yeah kind of and i mean he does really and like it's a really great performance and he's good and you you can't forget that he's nicholas cage you see mom and dad no he's good that's really good they get a disease where they want to kill their kids he's over the top insane (laughs) really yeah, cage, he, he, cage he, rage. He yeah, well, he does like uh, his girlfriend or his wife and Mandy and girlfriend and his wife or whatever. I think his girlfriend, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. She gets killed and uh, spoiler alert. And uh, I, I I knew it was a revenge. He freaks yeah. out. Yeah, it's definitely a revenge movie. And he freaks the fuck out and he's like chugging like fucking whiskey and like he's covered in blood and everything. Is he a normal guy like, before this all happens? Yeah, That's he's good. real soft spoken. It's good art then. Yeah, he's really loves he that. He just freaks the fuck out in this room, in the bathroom or whatever, and it's a real like '70s style kitchen bathroom, and just is there like psychedelia of, in it? Because like the stuff, yeah. so yeah, okay. So yeah, does he yeah. take drugs to see that? Um, no, no, he he doesn't take drugs at that point. He doesn't, but the 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 bad people do. You know, there's like some uh, weird yeah, ass don't drugs. Tell me. This doesn't sound good because I've been wanting to watch that. It's one for very a visual, day. you know, and it's and it's. And it's fucking dark and interesting and has a lot of color and it's really cool he's uh, great visually. in adaptation you've seen the adaptation right no i never saw it and i, I know that it. it's funny that you mentioned adaptation because um what was it the guy i forget his name who wrote malkovich uh i got that brain hold up it's coming i went now that's spike jones directed it's uh see quasi where are you Help me out here. <laughs> we are, yeah. We're dropping the ball with the with the information. It'll come to me as you continue to talk. Yeah. Well, that I'm guy. I want to say his last name's Cohen, but I'm not sure. No, the Cohen brothers are different. It's uh. Well, that's a yeah, but Cohen's a popular name. But yeah. uh, you any, do, I'm trying to pinpoint it. Anyway, he was in the middle of writing either adaptation. I think he was in the middle of writing adaptation. Charlie and, Kaufman. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, Kaufman. There you the go. The more you talked about it, the more right. very close to Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cohen Kaufman. Yeah, I guess so. It's it was a Jewish name too. And but uh, the um, uh, he was in the middle of writing, I think, adaptation, and couldn't had like writer's block, and then wrote John Malkovich, just like oh, that's awesome. just came out of his brain. I think that was it, or vice versa. He was in the middle of writing Malkovich. Uh, I think it was the other way around because Malkovich just either or though they're both it's an amazing type yeah. of film that so it's funny nobody that makes you would bring up adaptation that. it's like we're going in a circle now as far mm-hmm. as like uh, so we've seen Eternal Sunshine right what's that Eternal Sunshine and yeah. the Spotless Mind yeah Did I he believe that? He, he wrote that as well yeah. really okay mm-hmm. yeah it makes sense 
Yeah, same style, you know. Same style, yeah. I don't know what he's been on. Oh, I think they made an animated uh, cartoon or something recently. Really? Or animated feature. I shouldn't say cartoon. People would take offense. But oh, uh, man, really? Malkovich, that's, though. That's the thing. Love him. I love John Malkovich. Well, anything you say today, people get offended by. That's Well, that's true. It's crazy what's going on with comedy, too. People are getting offended by comedians, you know, like Kevin Hart not doing the Oscars. Uh, it seems like everybody's fucking going crazy. The R. Kelly thing. That bothers me. Like, oh, there's a new show about R. Kelly and like it's revealing facts about all the bad shit he's done. Yeah. And now they're going after him. Like everybody knew that for years. Yeah. Everybody knew. But it's yeah. like, it, it was like his shtick. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, oh, nah, that ain't me in the video pissing on that girl, yo. <sighs> and he got away with it. And now people are outraged. I'm just like, oh man, that's one thing that bothers me is the timing of that. It well, should have been in 2003 when that it, happened. Yes, definitely. It should have been in 2003. So it's a good thing that like that's coming up at all ever. You know, but at this, it's funny because like there's a lot of skeletons in everybody's closets, mm-hmm. man, and they're all getting cleaned out, and that's Everybody, a yeah. good thing. And it's definitely a good thing. I'm like totally on the side of that. I think that um, it's uh, it's hard to make um, like like you said, like a lot of jokes and stuff, and a lot of comedians are being put under pressure and stuff. Yeah, I like tell you that. about Nimish Patel, right? You heard about that? You got nah. kicked out. I'll send you the story. I talked about it here before in the podcast. Um, I think he was at uh, MIT or something. To pick him uh, off yeah, stage. yeah, yeah, yeah. I that? did, I yeah. did see that. I didn't hear the joke, but I did read he, the just, story. You know, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about like your material? Do you feel as if you have the right as a comic to talk about something that's insensitive towards somebody else? Well, I think that um, <clears throat> the way a lot of people no, listen, I, the insensitivity thing I think should be considered when you're writing the joke. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, at the same time. Um, I think that we should let people kind of like label who they are, you know, Hey, that guy makes fucking racist jokes. All right. Well, that could possibly mean that he is a racist and he thinks that way. Um, I, I see where you're at, you know, but, uh, should you stop that person from talking? Well, when it gets on the hate speech level, yeah, hate speech, it's Mm -hmm. much different, much different. Yeah. I agree. Uh, None of my material really talks about race. Uh, it's it's just I, I never had a problem with any race so you know it's just some some material or anything in the news though I mean it's just it's just a bombardment so I guess to become a celebrity you have to like think to yourself oh shit have I done anything wrong that's gonna come out you know yeah and whereas well, all those other stars that we grew up with are like let's do what we want could you imagine like the reaction to Michael Jackson at this point in time like right mm-hmm. now like I remember that being like a big deal when I was I remember a kid being shocked and there's a, a lot of stuff swept under the rug or whatever mm-hmm. and he still kind of died with dignity somehow which you know? is weird right which kind of yeah. goes back to my r kelly thing it's like some people oh well you know he didn't do that his music affects me so much that uh i gotta side with him that's weird it is weird it's yeah a weird and, uh, thing um it, it, it's cool that people are getting their come up and at the same time there's a lot of things that maybe won't ever die that maybe should or i i don't know i i i hate speaking on it too because people judge you so much but at the same time, um, <clears throat> I think that, you know, like I said, like if you've done some shit and uh, it was kind of fucked up or whatever, I hope you get yours. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm, I'm definitely a big in the karma situation. Yeah. yeah, I believe in that totally. And I also think that like I hate being a stereotype. Like, mm-hmm. and yes, I come from South Jersey and I'm like kind of a white boy and like, um, I didn't come from a lot of diversity, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, like, it just like, it, it pisses me off when, you know, people are like white folks are just so racist, like n- oh, not terrible. even knowing it. 
like not even yeah. knowing it. It's just a part. Just... Like it's like telling somebody, "Oh, they put on weight," you know. Yeah. It's just a part. Like that older generation, you know, they have that in them. They were, it was like instilled in them, and it's weird. I, I'm glad. I'll be happy when that goes away. Yeah, and I think there's responsibility to like. There's going to be something good to come from just like all extreme censorship right now, because eventually they'll be like, "All right, we got lay off," and hopefully by then they've weeded out. All the bad people, you know? Well, I think that, like, the way that comedy has um, opened our minds to a lot of, like, taboo subjects, like, throughout the, you know, the dawn mm-hmm. of time, basically, uh, you know, that has served a fucking purpose. That has opened our eyes uh, definitely throughout the years. So to silence that or make it – if you're making comedians not want to talk about what they want yeah. to talk about or make jokes and stuff, if you're making that like such a taboo thing, then you're going to have a lot of repression. And, um, you know, in that process, we're going to lose something, you know. Um, and it's weird. Uh, you should, just shouldn't have people afraid to say what they want. I think that they should be able to say what they want, but at the same time, deal with the consequences socially later, you know? Um, now, that is weird. That's a double-edged sword, and then probably saying two things from two sides. No, I hear but, uh, yeah, like, I mean, imagine if Richard Pryor or anybody that was, like, real, like, over the top, I'm sure there was, there's tons of things that Richard Pryor's, like, joked about that was, like, accepted then and not now and stuff, and maybe that's good and maybe that's bad, but at the same time, imagine if he was afraid to say any of those jokes hey, yeah you know, richard like, is just otherworldly you know yeah you know i don't know like everybody talks about him like crazy and i don't know as much i know um, him from film i didn't really watch the stand-up okay. i know him from like uh hear no evil see no evil um moving moving is pretty funny okay yeah i you know he's crazy i heard he just had, i heard he had sex with marlon brando which is crazy i did hear that recently and stuff and it, marlon brando getting crazy apparently there's a documentary on netflix about the making of uh the island of dr moreau yeah, I remember have you that. Seen them? Well, I haven't seen the oh, documentary. So apparently, Mar- Marlon was insane on that set. Really, it's all about his, you know, just ins- insanity on set. I, I got to see it. You saw the Man on the Moon documentary on Jim Carrey. I was just about to say, I love when, um, uh, you know, um, <laughs> art dictates life and life dictates art, and it's yeah. just like a, a feedback loop. No, oh, it's great. <laughs> I, I wish that we could have seen a movie where they blended. Jim's version of Andy into the man on the moon. Like they were talking about, you know, Jim wanted to have himself as Andy, as Andy, you know, like in the, the director just being like, I want to talk to Jim now, please <laughs> let me speak with Jim so we can finish. Oh my God. Yo, he seemed like such an asshole in oh that God, yeah. on set, you know, like smoking cigs, and shit. drinking. Well, I, I read the Andy Kaufman documentary. Uh, he had like a book. I don't know if it was autobiography. Well, it definitely wasn't. Yeah. I, I guess it was written by uh, his fiction. Um, he, it could be fiction with Andy, though. Well, yeah, right. Well, uh, no, it was written by his right hand man. I forget his name. Um, the his writing partner. Uh, oh yeah, his... Bob. <laughs> was it Bob? Yeah. Yeah, his name's Bob. Okay, now Bob Zamunda. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I read that. Mm-hmm. I read his book about. Andy and stuff. I gotta check that out. Oh, yeah. it's a great book. I definitely like, borrow it if you ever. Cool, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you're a fast reader. I am. I hate summertime. Not, I can I'm not. blow through like six or eight. But. It was a, it was a great book, and I learned a lot about him, and it was pretty awesome. And I had a lot of respect for Andy Kaufman. And then I watched the movie, so it was cool. 
And then I watched them. Yeah. Then I watched the movie. And then I watched the documentary. So it was cool mm-hmm. to see how Jim Carrey like took over that persona and took over Completely. that role. Yeah. And um, I feel like you have a better understanding. I think it's just fucking awesome that. And that's what's uh, you know a lot of people are debating. And I forget the woman's name, but she has a stand up thing, and it's a little bit more like a TED talk, or like you know she's ex- she's uh, speaking about her experience, her personal experiences and stuff. And I forget what it is now, but it's Quasi. very. Oh my god! Yeah, we've been talking about like what are these things? I need I need somebody. Yeah, somebody can hit me up. I was just saying that earlier that like millennials um, have a thing where they just need to look it up right away because they've always had a cell phone yeah. with them. And it's like, like that weird click thing in your mind. Like, da, 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 and I will just talk to somebody and be like, yeah, I don't know, it's probably a tiger, but anyway, and just go on to something yeah. else, you know. But uh, anyway, yeah, they really um, do. They need to know in the moment. People are debating this woman's stand-up, whether it is actually stand-up or or just basically um, her know, venting, her venting, or her basically she's. Uh, it's I on know, Netflix. It's I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Okay. And I forget her name. Send, I just send it to me tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. I'll look it up. And uh, so uh, yeah, tomorrow. That's how we're old enough that we'll wait until tomorrow for the answer. Yeah, but I'm, I, good I'm good with that. Anyway, I mean, back in the day, I'll, Christ, it could be months or weeks. You know, what I mean? yeah, like, it could be like years I'll, before I'll you figure the something next out. Newspaper comes out and. <laughs> You wouldn't know shit. You'd be like, oh, it's here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so a lot of people are debating whether this is stand-up. Like, is this stand-up and stuff like that? And I totally think it's stand-up. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it and, and being super fucking moved about it, you know? Like, oh, it's like it, that. That's yeah, good. I was just like, yeah, this fucking woman knows it. And like, you know, I am with this 100%. And yeah, maybe there was times where I didn't fucking have a guttural laugh, but it was whatever. And that's what brought me like all right well let's just go back to the time period where people were debating what andy kaufman did is whether it's stand-up or actually comedy or whatever copy that answer whatever those answers had copy that and paste it over here because that's definitely what uh, my answer is as far as whether this is stand-up is this funny and what is andy doing you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like andy would like go and read a fucking book and forget the great Gatsby. Gatsby. In my younger and more vulnerable years and he just kept going on and on. And and that's, that's anytime you stand up in front of an audience, I think it's stand up. Anytime you use the microphone, I think you have, you're standing up for yourself in a way. Yeah. And I think Andy stood up for himself. He, you know, was a stand up comic, but man, the stuff he did. And when I first learned about it, I learned about it from man on the moon. I saw that movie first because I was huge in the Jim Carrey in the nineties. Uh, and Andy, man, Andy was just fucking nuts. I loved it, you know? And with Bob, Bob, you know, he couldn't have done all those, you know, stunts with um, Tony Clifton. Yeah, and, and I think that, uh, and that's what I was going to say, it was a brilliant thing, like just super brilliant to just come up with this alter ego character and get booked on the same night and Love do it. all this shit and have people like com- totally confused whether this is two people or one person and that's like fucking madness, man. So I always wanted to do that, like in the band. Like I wanted to like um, the house we're sitting in right now. Um, the guy Mickey Pagadao, we did stuff like that where we would uh, have a bride come in with a gas mask with like uh, wedding music and stuff like that. Anything that disrupts the balance of the studio audience, you know what I mean? Where they feel uncomfortable and they can't look at their phone, they gotta look up. I think that's great. I mean, one time I wanted to just go on stage with an aero mattress, blow it up lay down and sleep for 40 minutes <laughs> and just have the microphones like on her chest breathing and not move and like have the security be cool with it, I guess. You know what I mean? Of course they kick you off, but I, I love that shit, man. When you mess with like people's perspectives, you know, you don't see it much. 
when I see it like on the in the news or like in art, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Somebody's really thinking like Andy, you know? It's it's pretty bold and uh, it's hard to connect um, with a lot of people, I'm sure. And it took a lot of time for him to be accepted, you know? And I feel like uh, that era that he was in and like the height of uh, the drug culture and, nine, and um, not 90s, uh, New York City and all that stuff definitely yeah. helped, you know, to just be a weirdo yeah, there. in New York and City. And then work jobs, profitable. busting tables. I love that. I love yeah. the fact that he still wanted to be a part of like people and stuff, you know? Yeah, and well, he, you like, know, grounded. that's when I started to like learn more about like how, like what is the power of uh, uh, meditation, you know? Because mm-hmm. uh, he was a big meditation Big person. meditation. And yeah. he would, uh, and before stage, he would go like, I think meditate for like an hour. Or, it was like, part of his like, uh, yeah, his, like, his rider. I need a quiet space to meditate. Yeah, and I um his chance. I was like, I was reading that book, and I was like, yo, there's probably got to be something. And like, it's funny that uh, of all the people that are read about meditation or whatever, the one that sold me on it was Andy Goff. <laughs> if he could do it, right? It was like, yo, if you're gonna be that crazy and fucking nuts, there's probably got to be something to it, you know? Definitely, without a doubt. I mean, it's hard being crazy, right? You just feel different the whole time. I think somebody said if you have like a certain IQ, if you're smart and you have a good IQ, life is just really a struggle. Yeah. Because you're so aware Totally. Ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah. I wish I was ignorant. I do. I wish I just like maybe like have a day or two where I can go. Like I don't want to go on vacation. I don't want to go to the beach. I don't want to go, you know, some spa. I just want to be ignorant to everything for two days. Just total relaxation. Not worrying about anything. If you could pay for that. And you can pay for it in a way where it's good for you, not bad for you. If you know what I mean, like I buy it. Just two days, just oh, kick back. Can't think of anything except okay, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, uh, for me, I was never really book smart. I was more technical smart. So your brain works fast, right? You do uh, AutoCAD, right? Yeah, AutoCAD. Okay. Yeah. So my friend Cadbury does AutoCAD. <laughs> Oh yeah, no shit. That's funny. That's weird. They, um, yeah. So I, uh, I got into that, but I, I wanted to be an artist and never felt like I was ever going to get a job, you know, but I got into drafting when I was a, it's still an art though. What? Drafting? A, yeah. Oh, I mean, totally. Without and, that. and learning it. It fills like, that part of your brain up, I bet. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, um, then in designing, like taking it a step further in design and stuff like that. Yeah, I am totally happy with my job like i really mm-hmm. love what i do and uh yeah like i knew it from high school you know and i went to technical school i didn't go to college See, i wish i went to technical school. everybody wishes now but man I, they, it was sold to us in a different negative light they were totally yeah i was i was like hey i'm too dumb for college i guess so i'll just go to technical school that's the way they sold it without a doubt like you <laughs> that's know? definitely how they sold it now these guys are making like you know 200 grand 250 grand a year overtime you know hard workers that all went there that i know yeah. And I went yeah, to school. Yeah. I got a degree in teaching, you know, and that's just, I guess the modest living there, but you know, well, my technically, was... I think, it, I hope that now that with technology, it's just like, why do you got to go to school for four years? You don't. No, you don't. Yeah. I, yeah it's weird. I mean, you know, my dad was a, a carpenter and he was in the union and um, he was just like, go to work every day and like work hard, you know? Hey, my and, friend and... Tof is what I was just talking about. And went to tech school, became a carpenter, made a bank. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were well off. Uh, my mom didn't work like she stayed at home mom kind of situation. So it was just like single income and we were, we were better than our neighbors, but you yeah. know, we weren't like living. Balancing. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, uh, we camped. We didn't rent hotels. Camping's great. Yeah, that's, camping's a great way to get that definitely. maybe you know two day release. But my dad was always just like, "Oh, stay in school, stay in school, stay in school. You're gonna be out here next to me." And that's basically what I would have did. You know, like I would have just like joined the union and like worked like on the same fucking yeah, same, the same, same crew as my dad or whatever. You know. Mm-hmm. And um, but he was like, "Stay in school," and I was like, "Yeah, well, I can't really do the college thing." And, um, I was never book smart. You know, I just like C's and D's or B's, you know, whatever. It's just like a, what was your worst subject? Math. Yeah. Same. Which is funny, right? <laughs> it's really bad. Still bad for me. I mean, with your drafting, yeah, you're going to be good, but. Yeah. I'm still faking it until I make it, you know, like give me formulas sometimes. And I'm like, oh, let me figure this one out here. I don't know. But let's just let the computers do it for you. Yeah. Like seriously, remember when we were kids, like, what, like, like, you're not going to have a calculator in your back pocket anytime you're going somewhere and you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out a the TI-83 tip for a fucking or bill something. or whatever. Yeah. And, and now we do. The shit that we learned though. I mean, like it makes no sense. It's all blur to me. I did poorly in math. C's, D's struggled study for fucking tests blow the test talk to the teacher be like i don't know what to do i just can't do it it's not part of me i'm an artist i can't think that way yeah i can't think with that side of my brain totally and uh, i guess i should have got extra help but uh, i'm not a, i've said this before way back but uh in college i think i had to take global uh economics for my degree global macroeconomics, i believe it was so it was like <laughs> some weird shit and there's no way i could memorize all that math stuff so i cheated yeah, yeah. I cheated without a doubt. Oh yeah, grab yourself one. Yes. Um, yeah, just unplug. But yeah, I totally. I had uh, cheat sheets inside my calculator. I was just like, yeah, uh, there's no other way around it. I'm sorry, Temple University. I'm sorry about the disgrace that I brought to you to defy the alma mater. I think I signed something too. I'm, I'm like, I'm technically uh, admitting to cheating. And they could take my degree back. <laughs> I still have my degree. Um, you know, it just sits there. Anybody can like forge it, you know, like with resumes, how many people actually check? You know what I mean? How many people still check to see if like your degree holds up? You can just put yeah, anything. I, I wondered that myself too. Cause, I mean, yeah. the people who are hiring probably hate their jobs too, right? So they're just like, ah, this guy might work out, you know? I've always wanted to do that, but my wife was against the idea of like, I'm just going to go for the top salary position on Indeed and see if I can get it, you know? <laughs> But, I, you know, I didn't. But that'd be interesting to think, right? No, I've always wondered that, too, because I, I'm i learning now, like, um, you know, my wife did actually go to college, you know, and, and uh, she was a scrapper, though. You know, she did, like, um, you know, like community college kind of thing, worked her way up, went to Temple, you know, then went and got her master's and all that shit. So she's, like, in the academic world now. She works at uh, Villanova. And, uh, you know, I just see, like, there's a lot of bullshit that oh, yeah. uh, is connected with, like, when we were, like, you know, we were working on resumes and stuff together. And she was just like, hey, you just put this stuff in there because that's what they read. And I'm like, man, this is Seriously, awful. right? I mean. <laughs> like, you could seriously just write a bunch of shit on a resume and you just want. show up. And I'm like, yeah, I'll fake it. I feel like I could totally fake some shit, you know. Like, so when I, I first got into stumped. editing, when I first got into video editing, um. It's the job I currently hold now, but when I first started, I mean, I was just using iMac in the early 2010s, you know, you know, like, I didn't know what I was doing. When I got into Adobe Premiere Pro, it was through my brother, and he got me this job at this place called D4 in Maddie Young, and I had two weeks to crash course everything and learn the whole new program, you know what I mean? So I did enough to at least fake it, 
And like the first day went well, and the second day, man, I just uh, messed shit up terribly, <laughs> so bad, so it went wrong. So I did try though, and then I got better at it, obviously over the years. But there's no nothing wrong with trying, you know what I mean? Like I might be able to do it. <laughs> at least I tried. I lived. I didn't just exist. Yeah, that's me too. Uh, I'm all self-taught on everything, you know, and uh, you know, video editing too. I got into Same, that yeah. and editing shit and. Uh, Photoshop, self-taught Photoshop, and Same. do all that. Photoshop is so. Uh, when I first learned it, I was scared to death of it. I was like, I don't get this. Man. Yeah, it didn't Where's make any sense. Groups? What the hell's going on? But once you get the hang of it, it's fun and it's pleasurable to use. You know, like for me, well, like I learned CAD, and um, you know, just that process of uh, you know how things move or work, or fig you could figure out a lot of programs just by knowing a lot about like the software of AutoCAD. So yeah, you know, I picked up uh, and the the concept of layers, you know, was mm -hmm. hard for me in uh, Photoshop. You know, like what the layer yeah. is and all that. Why isn't this not moving? I yeah. remember just in the beginning, like what the? I don't get this. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but yeah, I love uh, I love dabbling, you know, and mm -hmm. figuring shit out and 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 going from there. And yeah, the video editing, just fake it till you make it, same thing. And fake it till you make it, you know? <laughs> and then then you get the hang of it. And it's fun. Well, it's that's the pleasant. way I feel about Premiere, like Adobe Premiere. Mm -hmm. Do you use that? Or? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and and uh, I feel the same way about Premiere as I do did when I messed with Photoshop, like because mm -hmm. it, it's just like there's a certain uh, flow that I just can't get right. And you know, for me, the the GoPro software, the free GoPro GoPro mm -hmm. software, is so intuitive and easy to use that like that's what I just uh, all my things that yeah. I'm like recording are mostly on the GoPro shit. And uh, it was so easy to use, and I love the results. Like you know, the color yeah, so tweaking cool. and the guy that made that camera. Like, I mean, isn't he on Shark Tank? He can really the same yeah. guy. I think. So. I don't know. I don't want. Yeah, I never. Um, but the camera is dope with the resolution and everything. It's amazing. It is really amazing, and the new one's got certain like I just such got a great stabilization. Black Magic uh, Cinema Pocket Camera. Have you ever seen one of those? No, no. I'll send you a pic. I'm very excited to use it. I got to format it in SD card. It's going to be fun, though. A whole new aspect to the Bobcast coming soon. Oh, yeah? You're going to do video? Yeah. I'm going to nice. do video. I, I mean, like, right here, like, I used to do a live Facebook thing. I was thinking about getting a webcam faces you, webcam faces me. But you know what? There's something about just listening to a podcast that's a lot more personable, I feel, you know? Mm -hmm. And you can see at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel the same. No, I, I agree. And uh, most of, and I'm new to podcasts, honestly, uh, listening to them anyway. Mm -hmm. And um, well, this is my second one I've done. But um, yeah, uh, I got it on in my headphones and I'm at work and I got it minimized. Oh, yeah. and it's playing, you know, um, there's Nerd, Nerd, Nerds Rewards is one of the ones I, I like a lot. It's one oh, that's a good. Lot I've, of, I've heard about it. I've never uh, listened to myself, but I heard it's great. But it's it's one of my favorite ones. And uh, they do YouTube and they've they've been really like every episode's got new shit, new shit, new shit. And oh, like, wow. all right, we're trying to figure that. And they're like kind of fumbling their way through it too. Like, ah, oh, you know, the technical aspects of it. But um, yeah, they got multiple cameras now. And like, you know, and it's on YouTube though. Mm -hmm. And I think they're doing live, live streams now. Yeah, the kids like to watch other people play video games twitch and stuff like that yeah, yeah. it's weird it's weird that's I'm very weird man play this i didn't know that was a thing until that south park episode that was making I, fun of it yeah <laughs> i mean as a kid like going to the arcade or something like that I, I i guess i had to watch other people with the whole time i couldn't wait until it was my turn my quarter you know what i mean like i'm up next i'm yeah, up yeah. next well you were definitely you were a little you older, never had so. arcades uh not 
I never been to an arcade as a kid, but at the skating rink they had mm. you know arc you know arcade games. You know what, what I mean? Have? So we were pl- we were playing Mortal Kombat. Oh God! You remember Mortal Monday? No. <sighs> It's like when they released Mortal Kombat on the home software systems. Nobody was in school. Frank oh. Toby, if you're listening, I remember you had it first and you stayed home. I was like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> he's he's doing fatalities. But uh, I remember that. I think that was like 92 or 93. I'm not sure. But now you can yeah, just do it. Yeah, it's around that. I mean, like, man, I was in probably sixth grade. Sixth grade. You're 35, fifth, right? Fifth or sixth grade. Yeah, 30. What? What am I? How old are you? <laughs> It's hard, right? When you, you get know, older, they, like, they blur. Know. They blur. I think I'm 36 now, and I'm turning 37. What age are you inside, though? Ah, oh, man, that's hard. That's hard, man. Because you know, like I, uh, since recently, like becoming more of a, you know, a father and mm-hmm. stuff like that. There's been a lot more um, uh, maturation, and mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, you know, like fucking hanging out with a kid and being like a kid with a kid oh yeah it's easy is, that is, proof. well it makes you young too so it's like mm-hmm. uh you know that's a hard answer for because, some people some people don't see that aspect of parenting. Uh, uh, I, i'm around some parents like that i'm just like why what are you doing from the education you know history i had i would see mm-hmm. parents just like what what are you guys doing dude why I, you sign up for this job this is the most important job there is and you're failing at it oh my god yeah i i can't understand it and you know my dad was a hard dude and um but he was a good dad at the same time like mm-hmm. he was very strict but he was funny and you know he was there for me for whatever i needed whatever i had a good relationship well not a good relationship with my dad i didn't like my dad when i was a kid but i feel like there's a lot of lessons that i learned from him that helped me grow up to be who I was. But my dad was a crazy motherfucker. And then I was just like, I'm going to be a crazy motherfucker too. You know, like we were riding dirt bikes. Like he's taking me out on Saturday mornings. Like when I'm three years old, four years old, uh, on the, on the, on the gas tank of a 72 Enduro, just like, you know, riding on the Mm -hmm. gas tank and just go off fucking all day Sunday and just ride trails with him and shit like that. He'd be climbing hills you climb up a hill and like can't get it to the top and just dump it and just we go falling down, man. And, yeah, you, you, and you like the the, yeah. the the bike lands on top of me and it's fucking screaming like fucking redlining and because uh, it landed on the throttle and he just like picks up, throws the bike off, picks me up, dusts me off. Don't tell your mother. Don't tell your mother. You know that's the kind oh, of my God, dad. Yeah, yeah. That's my dad. You know. So yeah, I grew up being like a fucking risk taker and a stunt dude. You know, like what's but, the most uh, crazy stunt you ever did? Or maybe the worst injury. I don't know what you, you want to tell me. Well, you know, what's funny is I never broken a bone, but at the uh-huh. same time, like, yeah, I, I mean, when we were kids, we played roof tag. We would jump off roofs and this is like bi-level houses and stuff. And you jump off the roof and like mm-hmm. run over to another shed and go back on that shed, like that kind of thing. But, uh, and then you, I don't know, you learn from there, but, um, I don't know. Uh, we used to do like a lot of handrails and stuff, inline skating, oh, yeah, inline. doing, uh, rails. Uh, I snowboard, so, uh, you know, like jumping off of cliffs or, mm-hmm. you know, doing, I've been to Alaska and like uh, cool. many different, uh, mountains. Um, and, uh, you know, um, I have a lot of, uh, like stories through snowboarding and stuff too. Like I've separated some ribs. Um, oh, yeah. I, I bruised ribs recently, a year ago I did. It sucked. It sucks. Yeah. It, can't it affects sleep. everything. That you can't eat. sleep. Nope. That's the worst part. Not at all. There's no recovery because you can't rest and you're just miserable. I wish that upon no one. I remember, uh, well, I got a 
I went to Colorado, snowboarding in Colorado, came mm-hmm. back from Colorado the next week and I go to Spring Mountain in Lansdale, right? Like fucking tiny hill. Mm-hmm. I was going to Spring Mountain every weekend back then. This is my 20s. And I fall and I hit and I fell on my eye socket. Like my, Oh, you busted it. Uh, well, I fell. It was just like this little bump, man. I'm on the fucking bunny slope. I just came back from Colorado and I fell on the bunny slope. And I fall on my head and I wake up and I'm like, I can't, I can't remember. Like, I... I Apparently, I got back up and I got back on the lift and I'm asking my buddy, like, yo, who drove today? And they're like, you did. And I'm like, oh. And I'm like, when did I cut my hair? And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we took I took another run down and then we got to the bottom and I don't remember this. I'm in and out. And they're like, yo, let me. And my buddy's like, yo, we got to tell somebody. So they tell like a fucking ski patrol guy and the guy's like asking me questions apparently like what's your address, what's your phone number or whatever. And I, I didn't answer that right. Mm. And he's like shining lights in my eyes. Uh-huh. And then like the next thing I know, they're like laying me on a board and they're cutting my clothes off. And like and then I like black out and I'm like freaking out a bit. And then they're loading me into a helicopter and the dude gets in like it's fucking Vietnam. And he's like, you're going to be OK yeah. with the headset on and everything like and they fucking fly me out and I land uh, on the roof of Heinemann Hospital, oh, which must is the most expensive some, hospital. It must have cost some money for your time. Jesus. I, was, I was on my parents' insurance because I was still going to technical school. Okay, that's good. <laughs> but, uh, and then I woke up in the, um, I woke up in the hall, uh, hallway waiting for um, a CAT scan and then I blacked out again. And then I finally woke up for real in uh, a hospital bed and my whole family's there and it was just like fucking wizard of Oz. like i had a dream and you were in it and you were in it and you oh, were wow. in it it was like hours later my buddies like had driven my truck to where we were in, in the city and my parents came to the city which is crazy because they like, just can't even imagine like going into the big city you know okay yeah and everybody's there and it's just so fucking funny and my dad's like taking uh tongue dispressors out of the fucking you know take somebody's you know like mm. gauze you can get some gauze and like <laughs> and uh yeah so that was like one of the major injuries which was a minor concussion but i've, I've gotten a few concussions uh over the years and falling and things and uh, yeah it's the worst i wish they could figure a way around injury you know yeah well uh who was talking about were you talking about in the last yeah, podcast whatever like, this one we just talked about i mean i don't I think they can they can invent that you could live longer but if you can make it so your bones didn't break or well we were uh no somebody was talking about impossible. digital uh or not digital uh 3d printing oh yeah tissue mm-hmm. that'd be that? amazing regeneration as somebody i i know you're talking about that tech out there that people want to be able to do that and that's well that's pretty interesting right just like you know have like Alex a couple Bradley, extra parts yeah. man but man that's gotta be fucking costing a fortune and like you know it's odd but it's coming in the next 100 200 years there'll be stuff like that definitely definitely stuff like that yeah we definitely. can't think of it but you know I mean, it's interesting that there's stuff that is happening right now that we don't know about oh, yeah, that's probably fucking crazy you I know? mean the fact that uh, Elon's got that tunnel that you can oh, shoot the yeah, car the hyperloop it's awesome it's crazy. Yeah, and I think that's imagine, great. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's, it's cool. Imagine like, and they, like you can travel to uh, Europe, like. Like that. In like, what? 40 hour? minutes. Imagine what 40 minutes. What is it, 40 minutes? minutes? Something like that. Something yeah. like that, yeah. It's like East Coast and West Coast is like 15 minutes or whatever. No big Fucking deal. Crazy, we'll get you there. Dude. It'd be awesome to travel. I remember thinking they were going to make a, for the longest time, they were going to make like a super highway that would connect the continents. Oh, yeah, okay. I remember hearing about that, I think, in the early thousands. It was, like, out there. But they never did. But can you imagine just driving 
like I, I have no idea how long that would take but if you go to every continent or at least go from like alaska to russia yeah you know well there's a remember that uh it was a show i'm a big motorcycle guy but mm-hmm. uh there's a show long way long way around it was uh mm-hmm. ewan mcgregor yeah and uh he like got a he just got a, him and his buddy just jumped on some motorcycles and drove from london to new york city um, oh. the long way around yeah. russia through alaska and all the way around and like, they did, like whole, i forget man it was it was nuts because there's a lot of that parts in like russia where it was just like uncharted fucking territory yeah. through there and they're riding through that and um I can't imagine like being a motorcycle guy. I can't imagine riding that long, man. I would totally be fucking sick uh, and tired of riding motorcycle at that point. But um, yeah, that that was interesting, you know, having like mm-hmm. um, that that route. But yeah, imagine if that was paved, that'd be crazy. Paved the whole way. Because what was it like three months or something to to sail from? Um, yeah, you know, like, I see that out there. Like, hey, you travel the world. Three three months to travel the world on a cruise ship. Is that what you're talking about? No, no. I was saying like back when like, you know, fucking Columbus era, you know. Oh, like yeah. When people well, they didn't even know where they were going, man. They're like, how do we get there? I, I don't know. Follow the map. Somebody, Dude, somebody even when it was, thing. even when it was the, all right, the beaten path, all right? Even when they yeah. figured it out, it was still a fucking gamble, right? Still Imagine wanting to come to the new world, right? That's like totally us moving to California and like, it's <laughs> like... Like you ask people right now, like, oh yeah, we just move over to California real quick, right? Like, oh, I gotta uproot, yeah. and this is all this thing or whatever. Imagine that fucking making that decision when you were living in Europe mm-hmm. and you're America. just like coming to the new world, like, yo, mm-hmm. that is big fucking. That's like for us, it's like moving to Japan or something, or <laughs> you know. To, and like, that's like an it's still easier, guy, you know. It's, and it's still it's easier taking a chance though. A huge chance that kid and took what a is chance that, three to months that, it was like three island. months on the water or something like crazy three months yeah something nuts about that and that you know it's a gamble too you're taking somebody else's word for it oh it's great over there in america i i guess i, I gotta go no idea know? man no idea that is fucking crazy that is a shot in the dark right there that is nuts and that's what's kind of uh weird about <laughs> yeah. if you think about that everybody like who's descended from those crazy ass americans who yeah. would actually be able to jump on that boat and go the fuck over there or whatever that's got to make americans like by default pretty fucking crazy Right? Totally. Well, they also had lots of sickness, too, like coming over. Yeah. They catch shit, you know? Totally. Plague, rats on ships, you know? And like, oh, I'm going to make... Imagine you get to America and be like, damn, I'm here and I'm so fucking sick, you know? Like, that had to suck, you know? Making it halfway across. Like, you get like a cold, you could die. That's yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. Life expectancy was like, what, like in the 30s or something but like that? I, I, I guess they knew. That's, we'd be dead. You and I'd be dead. <laughs> like, we'd be at our other life, like, we're about to die soon, Can, man. You, re- can you recall the good old days? <laughs> I'm like, I've Five years influenza. Ago. <laughs> this is fucking all going down. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, I, believe, I do believe we are out of time this evening. Oh my god, yo, I was like, uh, two more things, real quick. Yeah, I was going to ask you before before we left. I brought you a CD, this is from my old band or whatever. Tell me about this. Yeah, I was going to ask you before we wrapped up to plug anything and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is not the artwork I'm looking at. This is my artwork, yeah. Circadian Frequency. Oh, I dig it. Yeah, yeah, I figured I'd bring that over. Yeah, I did all the artwork. I recorded that myself. Uh, You know, I played uh, guitar on that and lead vocals and stuff. And... uh, 
Yeah, so that's like uh, that, that's volume two, but uh, it's the newest one. I definitely dig the sticker, man. Good choice with the colors pink and blue. I love pink. You know, it, it, it turned out a little more pinker than I wanted it to. Yeah, but, but uh, you know what? The color combination is great because it's just it reminds me of uh, like a certain feeling. Yeah, yeah. You I got pink headphones. They were my headphones. You were They're pink. Yeah, this yeah, is great. The cover, the covers, uh, the artwork reminds me a little bit of HR, HR Giger. Yeah, and then I brought just a bit. What, what is it? HR Giger style, like in the front, like the your design oh, here yeah, with the, yeah. the octopus arm. It's got lots of uh, detail. Yeah, that was like definitely it. check it out. I uh, yeah, I figured you know you're a local musician. That's why I can anybody this uh, listening to the podcast check this out online. And uh, I I brought this over to hey, a, now this is like a, a hand pan or a hang drum, but this is um, oh, wow. a rab drum, um, and uh, it's basically like a reverse steel drum, um, and it's just the tones, the tones, man. Like I don't know oh, if wow. that's gonna pick up. Oh, that's great! Oh, that's amazing! Sounds of the Bobcast with Tom checking out the music. Mythos circadian frequencies. Letting your mind do all the things you want it to do. Not thinking about anybody else but you. Living your best life with the Bobcast. Tom, this was fun. Yeah, yeah, totally fun, man. Can people check this out online? They can check that on, yeah, Bandcamp, Circadian Frequency. Uh, it's my old band, so I'm not, like, pressing it or anything. I just figured I have uh, 50 or so laying around. I figured That's I'd cool. give you one. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm just doing open mics, man. And Yeah, where, uh, when's your next – are you doing Tuesday? you getting up? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I typically I, uh, I, I try to get out once a week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, open mics, whatever. There's nothing to plug or any kind of shows or anything. Just like check that, us out. Know? Yeah. We'll do shows. Yeah. I've just we'll been doing it. Something. I'm, I'm new to it till, you know, just doing it in a few months, a handful of months and stuff. And we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It's a shame we didn't talk about that more, but yeah. I think we did a bit. But you know what? If we did, then people wouldn't come see us. So hopefully they come check us out when we do a show, you know? It's funny because you I can't was, reveal your bits. Well, I was interested to see because I didn't know. I'm going to check that out. We, yeah, 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 yeah. You could totally play this. <laughs> That's what I figured you'd play it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I, uh, it's funny because I didn't know that was your first day out there. And I, I walked up to you mm-hmm. thinking you were one of the fucking. Yeah, I, I, I thought the same. I was like, oh, Tom's been in the game for a while. Yeah, yeah. He's a seasoned veteran. <laughs> but you can tell when you meet somebody, like whether or not they've got personality you've got personality you know what i mean did you see me that night or no i did not no okay because i didn't see you the rest of the night so i bounced oh i didn't get up that evening because i had signed up and like dude like i get up for work at like 5 30 in the morning and like i wasn't going on 11 30 i wasn't about to start drinking yeah you gotta get there right away gotta get there right away we'll talk about some comedy you know we can shut this off we'll talk about some comedy and stuff because yeah Mm -hmm. i've been learning a thing or two and you're gonna have to yeah, without doubt. You'll be back on the show without doubt. I can feel it. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a good definitely, one. Dude, definitely. All right, Tom, thanks very much. My name's Bob. This has been another episode of Bobcast.